0: Oh, hello there ladies and gentlemen And welcome once again to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes show I am Mr. Warren Hayes And this is the part of the week On the Thursday night Where we sit around the fireplace or whatever <laughs> and, uh, and listen to a, a middle-aged white guy from Canada Talk about professional wrestling Now, if I'm not self-aware enough Uh, that should at least give you some kind of indication that maybe I am. I want to thank you all for joining me this evening uh, right here on YouTube.com slash MrWarrenHayes or whenever you're listening to this, but, uh, you know, specifically on the Thursday night because I do record the podcast live every night on uh, on Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern. If you ever have the chance to pop in and say hello, that is absolutely fantastic because... Uh we have a fantastic crowd that joins us live here in the live chat every Thursday night. Uh and they're nice, wonderful people. And if you're regular listeners of the Mr. Warren Hayes show, there are lots of names here that I will uh that I will shout out to that you will recognize as well such as Kelly tonjes Good to see you Kelly. Welcome to the Mr. Warren Hayes show chat. Tim Traver. Hello Tim. Welcome to the Mr. Warren. I'm not going to do that for everyone. <laughs> Welcome Tim, we have got Robert Larry who's here, good to see you, Robert, all three of them, very good friends of the show, good to see everyone, and they come in early too, they hang around early before, before the show starts, it's always good, always good to have you guys around, we've got Mr. Fritz, who's joined us tonight as well, Justin Firestein, hello Justin, good to see you, we've got Ben in the chat as well, Pluggo is here, we've got Kristen Ashley, the first lady of the Mr. Warren Hayes show, Who is, who is here tonight and was getting me all fired up. She was my, uh, she was my warm-up act for the, for the podcast tonight. (laughs) So that's good to see. And we've got Carlos here as well, Injection2k. Good to see everyone. And we also have Anakin JMT. We'll get around to in a second. No worry, Anakin. But I want to thank everyone for joining me. And if you're here right now, consider giving the video a thumbs up. Seriously, honestly, you have no idea how much a thumbs up helps the show. Uh, get around on YouTube, you have, like, it's, I can't begin to tell you how important it is, so it's a quick, simple, easy way to show some some support, and I appreciate it already, and it, 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 if you're hanging around and you haven't subscribed yet to the Mr. Warren Hayes Show, well, maybe tonight will be the night that you subscribe, maybe you'll feel, hey, Warren worked his ass off to entertain me tonight to talk about wrestling, be informative slash entertaining, maybe tonight is the night I give my, my subscription, thank you very much as well um thank you as well if you're listening to your to this on your favorite podcast application because the mr warren hay show is available in pure true to form podcast format uh on all uh, podcast apps thank you spotify apple google Podcasts, stitcher wherever wherever it is show some love a review a follow a subscription That Again, all stuff that helps the show grow tremendously, help to get the word out there. I can only be a well-kept secret for so long before I start scratching the flesh off my arms, folks. Now, did this get dark unnecessarily? Yes. Yes, it did. But still, (laughs) that's how anxious I can get. Uh f- also uh, uh 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 hey join the Mr. Warren Hayes Discord if you enjoy uh the chat here or if you're not oh if you're unable yeah. to make it live and you do want to chat with some cool people whenever it uh, whenever it works best for you Mr. Warren Hayes Discord is really a fantastic place I'm super proud of the Discord, and everyone who's in there, so come on over, link is in the description of uh, of the podcast right here, you can also join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Hayes. I do a post show with patrons only every night, every Thursday night, not every night, every Thursday night, after I'm done here with the mainstream, and, uh, and, uh, and it's interactive, there's chats, there's call-ins, there's a lot of, it's a lot of fun, and tonight we will be talking about AEW New Japan Crossovers. Gosh darn it! I don't know why that's suddenly a that's suddenly a, a topic. Hmm, hmm, hmm. But that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. So if you want to join the Mr. Warren Hayes patron and show some support there, that's fantastic. You can also, you can also join this channel here as well, and it's a good idea if you if you come live and you want to have some extra emojis to flaunt around emotes, as the kids put them. Uh, if you want to flaunt those as as we uh, as we talk throughout the evening, uh, show, show show some support by becoming a channel member uh, that is also appreciated. Or you can also join, show some support by dropping a super chat, and I will read your super chat question, comment, mood, affiliation, affiliation live on the air. Such as Anakin left us a, a very kind, generous super chat this evening. Thank you very much, Anakin. He says what better way to fight the bitter cold in this snowstorm uh, i'm driving in than with warren getting all fired up about things that's true god damn there's a lot of stuff to talk about this week ps warren my eight-year-old knows more about godzilla and king kong than you oh no <laughs> no i i mean i appreciate the super chat anakin but you are entering some mighty, mighty, slippery territory here. Mm. Mm. I'm not getting into... Honestly, if we were in any other week of wrestling, I'd probably give y'all a Godzilla rant. But there's just so much stuff to talk about this week. And I want to say a big hello to Speez and the Benchmark just dropped in. God, you guys. I love you guys so much. And I miss you guys. We got to do something soon. Thank you very much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Speez and Silky guy. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, go subscribe to their Twitch channel. Find them on on uh on Twitter as well. Speez Silky, they're fantastic. Just a, some great guys who do a great weekly podcast as well. Thank you guys for for dropping in. Um Nick Wolf left us a super chat oh well I'll get to that but it's a very generous super chat but I'll hang on to it but thank you very much Nick and there's a bunch of people who've joined us in the meantime as well we've got fifth generation Carney jy3 who's here good to see you welcome we got Evan Wright who's joined us as well hello Evan Philmore Slim 06 Darnell who's complimenting me on my hair hiya Darnell who, who, a friend of the show who's been here in the past. You can't really see it though. Should I? Should I? T- I'll get. Look, just because Darnell is here tonight. There we go. How's that? So that you. I mean, Darnell is complimenting me on my hair tonight. So I feel like I at least have to give that to him, right? It's good to see you, man. Thank you for being here. Um, and uh, do I. Am I missing anyone? No, we're good. We're good. Floman is here. Good to see you as well. All right, oh, folks. Yeah. So. Hey, hey, I got some Super Chats coming in. We got so much stuff to talk about. Burt Macklin, good to see you. You're arriving on time just as it is time to start the Weekly Wrestling Inspection. Let's start off, it's a bit of a tradition, I start, uh, whenever there's some New Japan stuff to talk about, we're going to start by talking uh, some New Japan pro wrestling, and uh, here's a funny thing, I, and I just want to share, like many of you, there's probably some of you out there who are listening to me and have, don't have any indication of what happens on the Twitter, the wrestling Twitter bubble, like, probably, you know, I don't know, maybe you do, but recently, there's been some some people who have been accusing me of being uh an an anti more more like a WWE paid shill uh, excuse me an AEW paid shill uh because apparently I say a lot of good things about AEW and it's funny because if anyone knows me well enough and l- like all of you guys who tune in and who listen uh regularly If any, if there is any one promotion that I would agree that I'm a mark for, that I have uh, uh, difficulty finding bad things to say about, despite the fact that I've been critical, but still, if there is one promotion that I would find it hard to disagree with, if anyone were to call me, you're a mark for this promotion, it's New Japan. So, whenever people call me an AEW Mark, I slap my thighs or a WWE Mark. Like, it's like you people don't know me at all. You really, really don't. If you call if you called me a New Japan Mark, I'd probably be like, mm-hmm. yeah, grab a So, the New Japan stuff this week um, we, uh, last Saturday actually, they had a a big B show, not not one of the bigger not one of the bigger tour shows. They, they had a tour. Uh, they 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 they've been having a tour since uh, New Year's Dash. Now we were heading we're heading into the New Beginning show, and we had one of the two New Beginning show in Nagoya last Saturday. Um, and this is it's not something you hear every day, uh, but when this is one of the B shows that you have to t- to go out of your way to watch because it was really good, and it's not super long either. I think what like two two and a half hours, and you you're you're good. And I think even in that I, I'm including the um the intermission where they where they clean everything down. Um here's the thing. There were some multi-man matches on it that that cre- you know established some storylines, but for further past this tour here. But you've got three matches on that card. You've got the Great Ocon versus uh Hiroy- Hiroyoshi Tenzon, you've got Will Ospreay versus Satoshi Kojima, and you got Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Shingo Tagaki, which are absolute fant absolutely fantastic matches, uh, and that you kind of I I feel like it's recommended viewing. Um, in the case of Tenzan versus Great Okan, it wasn't a it's not a blind uh, a mind blowing match. Excuse me, it's not it's not a blind match either. But it's not a, a, a it's not a a, a, a mind blowing match. It's not something where you're like my God, this revolutionizes everything, but this is the culmination of an angle. Actually, this, this match and the Osprey-Kojima match as well. Culmination of an angle that started at New Year's Dash that they built up slowly but surely. Tenzan did a... Uh, uh, t- basically, the New Empire, which is... Uh, uh, no, the United Empire, excuse me. Which is uh, Osprey's faction in which Great O'Con is a part of as well. They attacked... Tenzan, Kojima and Tenzan did a stretcher job for Great O So they established that moving forward. Um and and this was this was the payoff from that angle there, where you had the Tengo Tenkozi guys taking on uh the the, the uh, United Empire in singles matches. Great O'Conn defeated Tenzan. There was a stipulation here saying that the winner of this match, uh that the, the loser of this match could no longer use the Mongolian chop move, which was uh, a, a move that Tenzan used religiously it was part of his basic repertoire now it's officially the great Okans and uh and I mean this was built the match was built perfectly uh, it was fine and had a great finish uh nice dramatic it had it had lot there was a lot of value to this match if you know what I'm talking about this was really really good uh Kojima versus Osprey was a no DQ match and and this was just absolutely fantastic, like a great toys match, but without leaning too hard into uh, into the chairs and the ladders, because we, look, we got 50-year-old Satoshi Kojima taking, uh, he, taking table bumps, and a pristine table bump against a, a, a table that was leaned up against the corner, just got power bombed right through it, and took it like a pro, uh, Osprey got, uh, ate a, a Kojima Lariat off the turnbuckle to the floor, through a, a, a ladder that was set up, uh, against the guardrail, amazing, we even got a guitar spot in this match, fuck's sake, and it took two hidden blades from Osprey, plus, uh, and one of them was with a chair, plus, uh, the Stormbreaker to put Kojima away. This guys is how you use your legends in the year twenty twenty one when you're moving forward and trying to build new guys within your company. Tenzan and Kojima, and especially Kojima Satoshi Kojima is. I think we undervalue we or at least we don't quite grasp how popular and still important he is to Japanese to the Japanese audience having that guy put over Will Ospreay in the way he did in a fighting way, you know, not just laying down and was like, oh, you beat me, but giving him a run for his money, a solid one, and Osprey being able to put him away, that's a big deal. It's a big deal for Osprey, And it was a big deal for Great O'con putting on away. And look, they didn't 50-50 anyone. It's not like oh, Great O'Connor or Tenzon did the stretcher job, so Tenzon's gonna win, no, 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 they want to create a guy, they want to make a guy, Great ocon and we weren't done with Great Okan, by the way, they wanted to do something with Great Okan, have him go over Tenzon. there we go, there we go, they're establishing their stars, moving on, now, am I actually... Am I actually now on the complete side where a lot, I know a lot of people are are in here and they're like hey you know what uh 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 hey you know what uh uh, uh Tenzon uh, not Tenzon but uh, great, great O'Con he's fantastic he's the next coming of Christ no I I still don't quite see the the long-term attraction in Great O'Con he's not a bad wrestler he's not he he, he has a lot of intangibles he's got a fantastic presence. I'm not taking things away from him. I'm just still not as high on him as a lot of people are. I don't quite see it yet. And I'll admit to being blind to that. But we have more than enough time to be surprised. And here's the other thing that's really important to mention. Wrestle Kingdom, uh, Osprey's group, all lost their matches, right? They lost all of their matches uh, at, at Wrestle Kingdom. And what was I what what were we talking about? What was I talking about when we came back? Did the Wrestle Kingdom uh post show I was like, "Well, look, I they came in and they bit off more than they could chew going after uh going after Tanahashi, Okada, Shingo." It's like, "Whoa, you young whippersnappers, you're taking up too much." So they, you know, they just shot too high and they got knocked down. So what are they doing? dusting themselves off getting back on the horse 2020 2021 is going to be a great year for Will Ospreay it's going to be it's going to be a big big year to establish another big big uh uh heel in the company a main event top guy top level heel which they absolutely need because they can't sit around and wait for for evil to get over it it's not going to work it's it, it's just it's just not going to work so I'm excited to see how this goes because there's a lot of exci- there's a lot of exciting shit to it. And then the main event, we're like a month out of Wrestle Kingdom and we're still getting a, a match of the year contenders. We're getting a match of the year contender for the Never weight title on a B show. The, uh, 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 Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Shingo Takaki. He is the new Neverweight champion brilliant this match was did not drag every spot every hold everything had a purpose i don't know what to tell you tanahashi had never held the neverweight title up until this point (laughs) haha i wasn't trying to be clever so he had he adds that one to his uh, to his repertoire that's cool we continue to elevate the workhorse title of new japan the never belt That was the story of 2020, and look at this. We got Hiroshi Tanahashi still at the top of his game, able to go through this, win the title, in a great match against Shingo. And I'm crossing my fingers that this means that we're starting to try to push Shingo as well up into the upper sphere of uh, of talent because Shingo's a main event level guy. He He just is. But the thing here is that after the match, Great Okan came out blindsided at tanahashi while tanahashi was celebrating and basically laid down the gauntlet to challenge uh to challenge Tana for for the title for the never title and I'm like I this is a this is amazing this is absolutely amazing so New Japan sees something special in Great Okan. I'm excited to see it <laughs> but clearly that I have, you, you can't argue with them putting their putting their younger talent over. You can't. And honestly, I was looking at this match and a little, uh, I was watching this match and I was a little overwhelmed at how fucking good Hiroshi Tanahashi is. And folks, I got to tell you, and I know, I know, a lot of people are going uh, to say, Chris Jericho, greatest of all time. But I, I, I got to tell you, I don't think there is, I don't think there is a better wrestler a, a a greater wrestler who has done more in his career than Hiroshi Tanahashi i think he is the goat I, I a guy who came up through the system uh came up came up at a moment where new japan was at its bleakest put the company on his back uh took the company put it on his back uh used Uh, um, infused his own style a sort of a mesh between the uh, between uh, the the, the serious strong style that we knew about new japan plus uh, but adding in some western flair to it and he's still wrestling at such a high level bless chris jericho for his reinvent for reinventing himself over decades and a, a shrewd smart business guy but I dare you to go see Shingo Tagaki and uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi from last Saturday. I dare you to go watch that match and tell me that Chris Jericho can hang on that level. I don't think he can. I don't think he's I don't think he has that anymore. He's not bad. He's not washed up. I just think I just think Her- Tanahashi's on another level than him. I really do. And then, of course, throughout all that, then after we're back on the road and Jay White returns and all is safe, all is good. Now, when I was watching the Royal Rumble, when I, when I was watching the Royal Rumble, would w- was I watching the men's Royal Rumble, especially when we got towards the end of the, uh, of the Rumble and you know, we were up there in the 20s, was I watching the Royal Rumble with bated breath hoping deep inside myself that Jay white was not going to walk out I would be lying if I didn't tell you that I I sort of yeah I was kind of worried I was like why would he do this and I was trying to talk myself out of it why would he do this what he's fine he's going to be in New Japan Warren what are you worried about and yet here I was just going <sighs> and then when it wasn't Jay white just go <sighs> and then we get to number 26 and I'm like but he's back in New Japan, it was all It was all work, it was all a ruse, I'm for it, he's back and he, he doesn't give a shit, he's taking on chaos, he's beating the shit out of Tomohiro Ishii, beating the shit out of Goto, he doesn't give a fuck. That's my Jay White, that's the Jay White I want. My God, I was happy. I was so glad to see him back. So that's big news. Everything is right in the world. And then we got the whole Bullet Club stuff. My God, we're going to talk about that. Mm. We are going to talk about that. Uh, Let's get some final thoughts on the Royal Rumble. I'm going to keep the cool beans up. I thought it was a good card. I thought it was a good card, but I'm not as enthusiastic uh, regarding this WWE pay-per-view as I have been um, as I have been, uh, towards many others, I, I thought TLC 2021 was probably the best pay-per-view that, uh, 2020, excuse me, was probably the best pay-per-view that WWE put on all year, uh, I thought, um, I thought Survivor Series was very good, I thought, um, uh, Payback was a particularly good, uh, WWE pay-per-view, SummerSlam was very good, Royal Rumble, I thought it was fine, I don't think there was anything, overtly agree egregious about it. let's get to it in the pre-show we had Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defeating Oscar and Charlotte Flair to regain the uh, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship and I couldn't care less because Nia Jax and she continues to be Nia Jax she continues to be a a uh an absolute waste of space uh on 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 the WWE roster um and um and yeah, I mean, let's just get this one out of the way. There's nothing much to say. Everyone did their best. Just like... it. And of course, for some reason, we have to give the titles back to... Well, not for some reason, right? If I if I know my WWE, you know, Shayna and Nia were back to being at odds with each other. Now they're champions again. Now they're going to be back at odds with each other. They're going to lose the titles at one of the next two papes coming up to lead into a singles match at... WrestleMania, which I could not care less about, and it, and, and it breaks my heart for Shayna Baszler that she has to work with, um, with that sack of potatoes, my god, Drew McIntyre defeated Goldberg in a singles match for the, to retain the uh, the WWE championship, I'm not gonna, sp- I, I'm not gonna spend too, too much time on this, I'm not gonna spend too much time on, this. I talked about this, I think it was on the slate on Monday. The pre-shows, the, the the yeah, the pre-shows that I do, the pre-streams, every uh Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 7:30 p.m. If you ever want to pop by, we preview the uh the wrestling shows that are coming up uh at eight o'clock. So here's the thing: the concept of lose face, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. I want to credit it to Steve of going in raw, but I'm not quite sure if he's the guy who invented it. But uh, but it's the, he's the first guy I heard talk about it a few oh, years ago yeah. where a wrestler comes out and looks doesn't quite have the same mannerisms as he or she has usually when she's coming out as a champion or you know when they win. Just little little details when you when you when you observe a wrestler enough, you're like, wait a minute. He's got lose face, meaning that he's not coming out as a winner. He looks like he's booked to lose kind of thing. He looks a little dejected, a little pissed off. Now, here's the thing. I saw it and I tweeted it out. Goldberg has lose face. He came out with such low energy. I was like, you son of a bitch. You're coming out clearly to lose. And you're just going to go through the motions? You're going to be like, "Mm." collect a paycheck? You fucker. And it was, Anakin just left us a super chat. Thank you very much, Anakin. It's a super pertinent one. Goldberg drew uh, bell to bell. (laughs) Joke. Bell to bell was two minutes, 35 seconds, 85 hundredths of a second. Thank you for that, Anakin that's how long the match was and he still managed to do the wonkiest jackhammer which I think moving forward we should call the janky hammer I don't ever want Bill Goldberg to lift anyone healthy or unhealthy into a jackhammer ever again and then I don't know if you noticed this hits the jackhammer Then, of course, goes for the pin because that's usually what happens. He gets a spear. He gets a jackhammer. Gets the win. But fucking Goldberg's arm is right under Drew's shoulder. And the referee is counting it. I'm like, ref! Fucking moron, Bill Goldberg has his arm under the guy's shoulder. He doesn't even know how to to pin a dude anymore. Drew beats him and fucking... Goldberg goes up to him, sign of respect, Says, you got the best of me today? And he tells him, you passed the test. You passed the test. 2021, Bill Goldberg thinks like he's this final boss in wrestling still. Thinks he's this 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 hurdle that you have to uh, that you have to leap over uh, that you have to conquer this mountain you have to climb to legitimize yourself as some kind of champion and the thing is is that you know he thinks it for real you know he's actually into himself to that point where he's like hey this guy defeated me so that's special it's not You're not special, Bill. You haven't been special since you were tasered by Scott Hall. Or was it Kevin Nash? By the outsiders. You haven't been special since then. I'll say it once. I'll say it a million times. Bill Goldberg was an attraction. He was a draw. He was never a professional wrestler. And it's especially egregious to see that kind of shit go down. And then in the meantime, just the the day before I was watching 50 year old, uh, 50 year old Kojima taking bumps like he shouldn't even be taking at his age. I'm looking at 50 year old or into his mid 40s, near 50s, Hiroshi Tanahashi bringing out his A game doing fucking frog splashes to the floor off the top turnbuckle. And I've got Bill Goldberg, who can't even lift the guy to do his fucking finishing maneuver, extending a hand and saying, you passed the test. Fuck off, Bill Goldberg. And yes, I know he's got another match. I know he's got another match in his contract coming up. And you know what? I'm going to be mad about it again. And I'm going to be mad about it until they decide to not put that guy in the ring anymore. Because this is a guy who does not absolutely does not give a shit about the business he doesn't care about wrestling he stopped caring once he started losing when he started being oh pristine and, and he actually had to lay down for people fuck that guy i'm glad he lost but that's really the only let like that's my sore spot of <laughs> the royal rumble if we're, uh, if we're being honest. Sasha Banks defeated uh, defeated Carmella, um, accompanied by Reginald, by submission, of course, uh, to retain the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, fine match. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. DGMC. <laughs> oh, DGMC, thank you so much. That's such a, a, a kind, generous super chat. And he says, <laughs> he goes, this is awesome. Clap, 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 clap. This is awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. They're way too kind. Way too generous. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah. So I mean, it was a fine match. And honestly, I don't understand. I really don't understand the Carmella hate. I really don't. I've never. I've never understood it. I think she's a. She's a, a very very good worker. I think she is one of the women who puts. Who has always put effort in what she does, and she trains. She goes hard. This is someone that. I'm absolutely mystified that they decide she will take a back seat to people like Nia Jax. I think Carmella is has value. I think she's very good at what she does, uh, and uh, she and Sasha work well together. I mean, it wasn't you know not match of the year, but it was absolutely fine. Nothing wrong with it. Absolutely not. Evan Wright left a super chat a little earlier. Thank you very much. Says Shayna Baszler walking out to Nia Jax's music kills her aura, right? not like most girls you're damn right <laughs> i mean if you you know if you know about shayna a little bit you're goddamn right she like she's really not like really not like most girls shayna's such a badass and nick and evan i said i i haven't forgotten about your uh new japan aew super chats i'm getting around i'll get around to them when i come around there <clears throat> Um, yeah, so there we go, okay, um, the Women's Royal Rumble match, I thought it ruled, I thought it ruled, um, couple of, I I thought it was well-paced, I thought it was super well-booked, I think the right woman won, I thought we got the right final four, no shenanigans, no, Oh, this person had been lying on the outside the entire time and whoopsie-daisy, she comes back in at the last minute. None of that. It's it's straight up. And here's something that I really appreciated. One of the minor irritants that I have of the Royal Rumble is that at some point it feels like they don't want more like than eight to nine people in, in the ring at the same time. But I think at some point, in the women's world, there was like a dozen, like twelve to fourteen women. I was like, "Wow, okay." And there's, they're all doing stuff, and and and, and they were keeping the spots clear. I liked that. I really, really liked that. Uh, I I thought that was really cool. Billy Kay is such a highlight. She was so good looking for a partner with her head shot, and then people turning her down until she finds Jillian Hall. Brilliant stuff. Bailey coming in at number one. How well of course, right? And she played the part, and I I don't think people underscored enough the the work that she did with Peyton Royce, right? Cause the work she did with Peyton Royce all ties into a bigger story where Peyton Royce has pinned what or pinned Bailey while she was still SmackDown champion or uh crap. No, at Survivor Series, she pinned her at Survivor Series just after Bailey had had lost the title. There we go. So there's still that thing that's unresolved and won't be resolved soon because they're both on separate brands. But I like the idea that they're hinting at it. Oh, they're working together, but at the same time, Peyton Royce is like, "Bruh, I, you know, I got I, yeah, I, I got your number," and I like that. It was little subtle things, and I, not enough people talked about it. I thought it was really cool. Um, and I mean, Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley ended up being the, uh, the women at the end who won, uh, I ended up writing an article on it. I wrote it up after, uh, after the Royal Rumble, which I don't do very often, but I over on bell that's B-E-L-L-T-O-B-E-L-L-E-E-S for your women's wrestling, uh, news opinion. It's your women's wrestling, women's wrestling wire. That's what it is. I wrote uh, my feelings, my thoughts on 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 the 2021 Women's Royal Rumble, and I think they did a fantastic job at elevating those two talents. It's the one; it's the main takeaway. Bianca Belair coming in at number three, making it to the very end, uh, historic per- performance for her. I think the second black person or person of color to uh, to have won the Royal Rumble, it's a big deal, right, Um, so uh, I think the only one other, the other person being The Rock, so it's a big deal, establishes her as a credible and serious contender for the women's division, Rhea Ripley uh, had a dominant Rumble outing, Uh, she had the most eliminations, I think, uh, I think at seven, and uh, she did it with, you know, being Rhea Ripley again, and Rhea Ripley had some rehabilitation to do, so let's, let's do it, let's kick it off here, and it's fantastic because they gave us at the these two women at the end two women who have s- strong support from fans but also wrestling critics pundits uh they have their support for being total package wrestlers you know that combine athleticism and and appeal uh couldn't have been a better stronger indication um that that people were behind let's say Rhea Ripley than last year after WrestleMania 36 when she lost to Charlotte and basically didn't do shit with her after. Um, and 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 people got unnerved as well in regards to Bianca Belair who, who got called up last year and they barely did anything with her. So, you know, a puzzling year for her as well. And so, so it was great to see these women finally get a spot in the sun like this and do not let... The symbolism of Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair both eliminating Charlotte Flair at once, don't let that symbolism be lost on you. The oftentimes reviled Charlotte Flair uh, among fans is perceived as the golden girl, right? She's the Roman Reigns of the women's division. She's the John Cena of the women's division. She was tossed out by two women who are perceived as the future of the business and who have ground a groundswell of support it's significant there's this there's a meaning behind this and it cannot be downplayed it just can't and while the men's world royal rumble I thought was a paint by numbers kind of thing where there was really n- nothing exceptional to talk about I think the the women's was completely the opposite and it was a good one it was really really good dgmc left us a super chat thank you very much again dgmc he says uh do you think bel air's feud with bailey will be wrapped up soon or could it carry over to mess to mania if she challenges for the sd title smackdown title and a triple threat um i have two two thoughts on this and i actually put out a poll uh on the community tab on uh on youtube.com slash mr warren hayes be sure you subscribe and 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 take part in these community discussions that i've started up i'm trying to interact more there because i kind of like it i kind of like it more uh, than other websites out there um i have two thoughts the first thought shayna bianca that's your money match for wrestlemania that's that's the thing i i think it's the most natural fit it's the one you want it's the one you absolutely want to see. And I think that's what we should get. But I can also see them turning it into a triple threat, getting Bayley inv- involved at at some level um, because of her friendship and rivalry with Sasha. Maybe they want to rekindle that a bit. I can see it turning into a, th- a triple threat as well. Um, but I'd be hard-pressed to see Bianca Belair in a title match at WrestleMania and not win the title. I think you push her. You, you you make her come across as strong. You give her the golden year. I think that's what you do. Don't 50-50 or too quickly. Roman Reigns defeated uh, Kevin Owens to in a last, last man standing match to retain the Universal Championship. Why isn't Kevin Owens being showered in praise for his performance at... Wrestle uh not Wrestlemania at uh the at the Royal Rumble this weekend and I'm gonna tell you straight off the bat I think this is why a lot of people why sometimes I think we are when I say we as a community myself even sometimes I'm I'm guilty of it sometimes we are unjust and unfair in regards to WWE where we'll poo-poo some really good stuff or or we'll we'll have a reflex well well, Kevin Owens in WWE is clearly not the PWG Kevin Owens or the ROH Kevin Owens who used to also wrestle simultaneously in IWC. And, you know, it's like, stop, 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 stop. Did I say IWC? That's not what I meant. Um, uh, ICW is what I meant. Uh, the uh, <laughs> I see something um, <laughs> Kevin Owens, in and about himself, put on a hell of a show for us. And that guy deserves everything at this point to have been so entertaining, so good in this match. But his body on the line, like he did, absolutely amazing. Was the did I like the ending? No, I didn't like the ending. Regardless of whether Paul Heyman had to fiddle around with the had to fiddle around with the the the, uh, the handcuffs too much, or you know the fact that they that they had to cut away from the referee. You know, because he he had stopped counting. Like, regardless of all of that, right? Regardless of all of that, uh, I I don't think it was a good ending to this match. I really don't. I I, I thought it it lacked a little, it lacked uh, a proper climax. Even if Paul Heyman had got the handcuffs off in time, I still think it it it, it would have lacked a little something. That's just. That's just me, but I like this match. Like I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to, uh, uh, um, I'm not going to going to oh, bemoan yeah. it. I thought it was good. Jermaine Presley, by the way, hello, welcome to the chat. Left us a super chat, thank you very much. Says I can see Carmella teaming with Bailey to win the women's tag titles. That would be fun. That would be fun. You know what I would like, Jermaine. I'd like the, I'd like the women's tag teams. The 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 women's tag team titles to go hang around NXT for a while. That's something I would really really like. Um, I, that's something I would really really like to see. But yeah, Bailey and Carmella could be a fun tag team. I agree. Thank you for the super chat, DGMc. Lift us a super chat again. Thank you very much. It says KO versus a San Francisco oh, Giants yeah. cap at WrestleMania booking. <laughs> no, have them stop throwing. Throwing himself off of things. He doesn't have to do that anymore. The man has children. That's enough. We love you, Kevin. (laughs) Although, you know, we're laughing because it's true. Anakin JMT left us a super chat again. Thank you very much, Anakin. Uh, He says, I fully understand how high Kevin Owens was in the air on the high-low. And it still terrified me. I'll never look at my high-low again. I guess that's... uh, uh uh a um what you call a a, a, a lift, right? Um forklift. I know it's high low, oh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was high, it was so freaking high. That's a hell of a bump he took there. He took two crazy ass bumps in this match. And I I the funniest thing on the entire pay-per-view is when he was on that riser when they were in the back after the spot and Roman did a move on him and he was down and the referee was counting and KO just rolled off the riser back onto his feet. You know, like he didn't try to stand up. He was just like rolling off, you know, kind of like when you're really tired, you know, like Chris and I, we were laughing. It's like when you're really tired and you just roll out of bed and then you whoop, you're up on your feet. I thought that was like, that was funny as hell. And it also made sense. I loved it. Um, It was, I really liked the match. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Um, And uh, Edge won the Men's Royal Rumble by eliminating Randy Orton at the very end, of course. A couple of quick points because I do want to move on. I've been talking a lot about the Royal Rumble. Um, uh, uh, My pick was Bobby Lashley and I still think that was the right pick. I really do. I still think it's the best pick you could have done. You could have created Bobby Lashley as a monster just like you created Drew last year. Could have done the exact same thing. Um, I don't. I don't get it. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why they didn't have a U.S. title match earlier in the evening. Take the title off of Lashley. Put him in there. Put him in the main event scene. I don't understand. I. It just baffles my mind. I don't get it. Um, the Bad Bunny stuff. Uh, we have to talk. We have to talk about this, right? We we have to talk about this. Bad Bunny, getting into a thing with Miz. Miz. Ruining that four hundred and fifty dollar DJ set <laughs> up on stage, um, doing the doing the leap off the top rope. Look, I I don't care if this is a response to Snoop Dogg. I couldn't give a shit. I've told you guys, if it is, I'm all for it. If if it was something that they saw, hey, look at they have Snoop doing top rope uh top rope dives on dynamite. Do you think we could get Bad Bunny to do it and then they convince him and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it." And it, I'm I'm all the more for it. I'm okay with this kind of petty shit. Makes me laugh. Now, the thing though, the thing though, of course, is all the reaction that people w- were were generating uh where it's like, "I don't know who this guy is. I don't know who this guy is." And I just I just want to top off everything with two solid points here. And I think they're pretty solid. If you don't know who Bad Bunny is slash was, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. That means that whatever WWE is trying to do is not meant for you. You, as a long time wrestling viewer, know that wrestling companies will try to get that Mm, that's tasty, sweet, mainstream media attention, right? They try to break out of their bubble so that they can attract fans from elsewhere. Bad Bunny has a big, huge following. TikTok, Spotify, the whole nine yards, he's big. Plus, he talks to a market that WWE likes to, to call their own at the same time. Uh, that So there's all sorts of uh, good synergies here apologies for the for the uh, corporate speak but still that's what they were going for so if you're like me you are like I don't know who this kid is it doesn't matter ultimately it doesn't matter because they have ACDC doing the theme song on Friday nights and I still think it's cringe and that's supposed probably to speak to me a little more and I still think it's cringe so whatever they do here if you don't know who he is it's fine they're not doing it for you. They're doing it for someone else. They want the teenagers that follow uh, Bad Bunny on TikTok to see his his splash and be like, hey man, wrestling. You know, that's what they want. And that's okay. But what's not okay is Holy WWE yeah. coming out and telling you that you're, if you don't know who Bad Bunny is, you're the problem. That's another story though. That's a whole other nine yards. Because that's something that happened this week. Um, over on the the, the the WWE on Fox account. You had Ryan Satin make a video basically telling you, straightforward, if you don't know who Bad Bunny is, then you are not in tune with pop culture. Never, ever, ever talk down to your audience. Never. Never tell your, you never tell your customers or potential customers that they're wrong in feeling the way they do, in responding the way they do. That is basic customer relations. It's such elementary PR. And yet we've got videos going up saying, you didn't like Bad Bunny? That's your problem. Whereas if you're a savvy marketing person who works within WWE, you will take all of the feedback that you receive, good and negative, and you will analyze it. You'll take a look at it and say, was this a good decision or not? Ultimately, but you definitely do not go and chide your audience for being, for voicing their opinion saying, I don't, you're, Not even your audience, your customers, the people that you're saying week after week, hey, give me money to my network weeks and watch my shows on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays so that I can buy advertising to try and sell you more shit. Buy our merch. Don't talk down to your customers. If Ryan Satin was still at Pro Wrestling Sheet and wanted to do that on his own, all the more power to him, that's fine. He's just a pundit, he's just a guy behind behind a keyboard and he's got no affiliations to the company. So if he wants to say, well, the audience who tuned in clearly weren't aware of who but, and that that's his thing. But on an official PR account, an official account, you have yeah, WWE telling you that you're stupid for not understanding who he is. For that you're, they're being condescending towards you. And I don't understand people who then turn around and try to defend it. How can a company on one hand say, give me your money and then on the other hand say, you guys are stupid fuckers for not knowing what we're trying to do, but still give us your money, but you also are a bunch of morons. And then you wonder why they're losing, why, why they're losing viewers week after week. We're gonna talk about that a little later. Because we got the Q4, uh, uh, we got the Q4 uh, and the yearly uh, uh, earnings call that happened today. And I hate it. And it's not just WWE who does it. AEW is very good at it as well. Brandy Rhodes, mwah, she's a queen at it. She's very, very good at alienating fans. Cody, Cody's not, hasn't been as bad. But there was a time where I was like, oh, bro, this is not how you're supposed to do it. It's just that simple. You don't talk down to your audience, because at some point when you're on on social media, when you're on Twitter, and and the, you're presenting personas, if you're taking it really that personally, you need to build up just a slightly better wall. And I'm not going to say that you should that that the the negative uh, responses that they get the trollish shit especially in the case of Bad Bunny that the racism that was generated from his performance it, it wasn't warranted it was uh, it, it was warranted excuse me cuz it wasn't brandy gets a lot of shit and she doesn't she doesn't deserve a fraction of the shit she gets the bad bunny stuff brought out some of the worst shit i'd seen like some disgustingly racist shit but the thing is if you if this is what you want to call out ultimately as a company, then go out and say, hey he you you, you, you hit you, you get Ryan Sa or whoever on a video and you say, hey you know what you guys are being racist shut up that's val- that's value that's something there but flipping it around but being vague about it, you're like whoa! if you don't know who he is you don't know what pop culture is about that serves nothing and you're not defending anything you're not sticking up for no one if you want to call out the racism you put your big boy pants on and you call it for what it is and you don't go pussyfooting around saying well you're not in contact with pop culture today jesus christ alienating fat your fan base even more making the people that don't like you like you dislike you even more And there's no, there's, there's no strategy, no proper PR strategy that exists to create goodwill for your company, for your corporation that involves talking down to your customers. No, the customer's not always right. This is also something that I believe, but you don't have to tell them that you think that they're not always right. Got a couple of super chats here. Also want to say hello to Vape, Ross Vape. Good to see you, man. It's been a while. Welcome to the chat. And look at that throwback is here. Our boy throwback. Good to see you as well. Evan Wright left us a super chat. Thank you very much. says, I'm more a happy rabbit fan than a bad, than, oh, excuse me, I can't read. I'm more a happy rabbit fan over Bad Bunny, to be honest, yes. I mean, it's not for everyone, it's not for everyone, and that's the point, it's not for you, move on, if if it doesn't speak to you, then it's not for you, that's not who they're trying to go get dgmc left us a super chat as well thank you very much says wouldn't be the first time wwe painted fans as heels oh god no no there's a history of this that's why it's not it's it's not that it surprises me it's not that i'm like my god why how where did this come from it's it's a pattern of behavior that's what makes it even more egregious if you ask me benoit parisay left us a super chat thank you very much ben he says that rat was amazing with some hearts Thank you very much. Ben, I appreciate it. it went on a little too much, but cuz we Edge wins the Royal Rumble. Uh I want to go back to a super chat that was left to us by Mr. Fretz. Thank you very much, Mr. Fretz, for the super chat. He says, "Everyone, d- did anyone else cry at the Edge and Christian reunion? I I got emotional. I I went, "Oh, this is so good. Legitimately great surprise to see Christian in the Royal Rumble, a guy who isn't supposed to wrestle anymore, who's supposed, you know, done, physically done. I thought it was, I thought it was wonderful. I really do. I thought it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. Loved it when they did that double team maneuver again. I was, and I, I just got a little, it pinched my heart. I was like, uh, oh, this is so nice. This is so good. Edge wins. This Randy Orton stuff. Look, it doesn't really matter. Edge wins. I like I'm gonna tell you what I like about this. I like that Edge hasn't made up his mind. I like that Edge is going. To, he went to Raw. He went to NXT last night. He's shopping around for the title. He's going to see how the champions. You know what kind of vibe he gets from them. Can I beat this guy? Can I beat Finn? Can I beat Drew? Probably he's gonna uh, pop up on uh, on SmackDown on Friday. Like, uh, can I handle uh, this uh, Roman guy? And then he runs into Killer Cross last night. Look, it's good shit and i i get behind i can get behind this i think it's i think it's a good idea to sort of to sort of put your titles on the same pedestal and be again this year for this wrestlemania they did it at least with the women's title last year and be like you know what what if edge wants to chi- wants to challenge for the uh, for the NXT title i that'd be great that'd be really great so i like what they're doing here no, a lot of people are pissed off about the age thing. There was a tweet that was put out that I retweeted that the average age in the Royal Rumble, the average age was like 38, I think. Or I think I'm overshooting it. It was up there. I thought it was an interesting statistic. because a lot of people are like, oh, WWE, all they're depending on is on their old guys. Damian Priest is 38. Edge is a, you know, a Hall of Famer and he's old. And this other guy is old. And Bobby Lashley's old. And AJ Styles is old. And people who have that argument aren't entirely wrong, right? Because it's so heavy-handed on one end, and the main the main complaint that a lot of us have towards WWE is that they're not building a next generation of stars. That's why we always fall back into wanting to bring Hall of Famers onto big shows on cards because we haven't built any big stars to take those spots on the big shows but we can't build those big those new stars for these big spots because we're using hall of famers because we don't have big star it becomes a a mobius strip right so so no wwe doesn't create new stars anymore per se this is something that i that i adhere to they they have trouble building new people who are compelling and who wants to make us want to tune in every week and who'll be there for another 10, 15 years? That's one thing. But on the other hand, I, I do want to point out that we're in an era where wrestlers have longer careers and they're not over the hill once they hit 35 like it was in the 80s and 90s. These are a lot of these guys can still go and go very, very well. And this is not the first time I talk about this. I will always stick up for older wrestlers continuing to have careers and I'm doing air quotes here for those just listening past their prime I think a perfect example of this is uh is uh Dustin Rhodes who was considered washed up and arguably since uh AEW uh had his inception he's had the best matches uh of the past uh 30 years of his career uh there's uh there's something to be said about that as well. Now, is it perfect? Is it, I think, I, no, it's not. I think the, I, I, I think the scales are tipped a little too far in the area of the older guys. There's too much, there, too much of the talent, which is up there in age. And sometimes it's not even a question of, um, sometimes the, you know, the older you get, the body the, your body doesn't heal as quickly or doesn't react the same way. It's, it's not, it's not the same, you know, it's just, it's just not quite, your, your body won't necessarily follow you after a sprain, might be harder to come back from, that's, age has that factor as well, but wrestlers are smarter, they're taking care of their bodies better, the rings are more forgiving, wrestlers aren't addicted to pills, they're not carrying, you know, their, co- their cocaine in their, in their bags anymore, at least, you know, some of them, a lot of them. Like, You know, we've become wrestlers are treating wrestling more like a sport and having access, yeah. and they have access to uh, 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 sports physicians um, uh, and therapists and so on and so forth. Whereas in the 80s, Nick Bockwinkle didn't give a shit. You know, he's just like, I'm. I hurt myself I'm gonna Ooh, rub some yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna rub some uh some icy hot on it and I'll be back out tomorrow night kind of thing so I get I, I I get the age argument but at the same time I don't because there's too many people who are still up there and still go too there's way too many of them Jermaine Presley left us a super chat. Thank you very much again. Jermaine says Edge challenging Roman Reigns and losing to Roman will give Roman the ultimate heel heat. But if Edge wins the title at Roman from WrestleMania, I think this is a fantasy situation that you're creating here, Jermaine. Um I agree if Edge were to challenge Roman for the title, it'd be great and personally that's how I'd book it too. And have Roman beat the shit out of Edge. But you also have the impression. That they want Edge to have. I think you know. One of the reasons they put Edge back into this. Is because they just want to give him a proper. Send off in front of an audience. I really do. Like even if it's a limited audience. Like at WrestleMania 37 this year. Last year he came back. Got the huge roar. At Royal Rumble. But then after that everything shut down right. So. I understand why they might want to do it why they why they might want to put the strap on them it'd be a big deal and I you know the more you the more I think about it the more I I, I think Roman as the, the more I think about it Edge challenging Roman makes a lot of sense doesn't it I think that'd be fun Evan Wright left us a super chat thank you very much Yvonne. Again, for another Super Chat. He says, "Uh, thoughts on my fantasy booked Dustin Reynolds versus Hiroshi Tanahashi match. I think that would be a lot of fun. And I think, you know what? I think think Tanahashi would bring the best out of Dustin. I really do. Not that he'd carry him, but I think that Tana could could guide him into areas which would be um, uncharted for Dustin. Let's put it that way. I think it'd be very. Re- I think it would be very, 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 very good. It'd be good. Uh, good show. Anakin the GMT left us another super chat. Anakin, thank you so much. He says uh, Jimmy Van Unlista goes on last week gave great context as to why Taker said what he did. He's still misguided, but there is context. It's not even the question of the soft thing, if that's what we're talking about. It's not even a question of wrestlers being soft or whatever and you know I still think I still think it's a bullshit quote regardless but um the um the, the the you know the whole age thing goes beyond being soft or not it's wrestlers treating their profession like a profession and having access to resources that they didn't have in the past so um so that's why they're having longer careers. That's why they're able to perform on this level, even though they're in their 40s, their 50s. That's, uh, it, it. at some point, it just becomes simple math. Thank you for the super chat. I want to say hello to the, the Yankee power. Welcome to the chat. Okay, hey, I've talked a lot about WWE. I'm, I'm skipping over Raw. My God. I'm just going to start talking about AEW. Um... Guys, I gotta do it. The Sting stuff on AEW, it's it. We're, I, I'm good, I'm good. I think they overplayed it. I don't think it was I don't think it was well booked. I don't think it's interesting anymore. Week after week, it's Sting is here, and I'm like uh, cool. And then I I wait, I wait for something to happen, and nothing happens. And, you know, something that I've talked about in the past and here we go, you know, the storytelling. Usually when you're telling a story, you know, week after week, you go from point A to point B to point C to point D. I've talked about this on, on, uh, you know, uh, in regards to WWE quite a bit because they are experts at it where week after week, you just go from point A to point B, and then you stay in point B, point B, point B, week after week, and they give you the impression that there's storyline advancement, but no, we're still at the exact same place we were. And it's been a couple of weeks since we got a story beat in the, um, in the Sting Darby Allen Team Taz stuff. And it's weird because. Here's what's ma- what makes it weird. Is that I, I feel like AEW, n- AEW is not fearful of not, it, it, let me start over. AEW isn't afraid of not putting on some of its big names on a given week. We've seen weeks where no Young Bucks, uh, Kenny Omega's not here, John Moxley's not here, you know, and, and then they come back next week and Everything's fine, and I'm okay with that. Cause I, th- me, it's a constant criticism I have with WWEs. Always the same people you see week after week. Sometimes you can give them a month and have them come back, and we'll have missed them. We'll have we'll have had a little time to to have missed them, right? And I don't know why they felt com- they felt compelled to put Sting on TV week after week, especially in the context where he comes out. Lights, well, the lights go down, and they come back up with, the, uh, with the, the, the Tron and the snow. And he comes out, and he's got the baseball bat, and he stares at people, and then he goes back away. Or the next week, maybe, he'll do the same, but he'll say a word on the microphone, and he'll go away. There's no Holy advancement. Yeah. It's been sting, sting, week after week, week after week, week after week. And I'm like, come on, guys. Let's just... Let's do something, and I've been calling it for weeks. I want Sting to get beat down because I got to get it. I have to get a reason to want these heels to get the shit the shit beat out of them, and we're probably getting it next week with the uh, Darby Janela match. But can you imagine Darby Janela That you know, if they became a couple, that's how we'd call them, Darby Janela. Sting, Sting needs to. There's there's something that has to happen and god bless taz and team taz for carrying this angle because i get excited whenever i see sting and darby and a pop-up i'm like i'm i'm stoked to see i'm stoked to see taz that's what i'm excited to see i'm excited to see him and his bunch of goons do goon shit i'm excited to see to listen to taz uh get um um, uh, I'm excited to see Taz, uh, to listen to Taz get pissed off for whatever reason. That makes me happy. But we, we need something. We need something more. Jermaine Presley with another super chat. Thank you very much, Jermaine. He says, Sasha Banks has to turn heel versus Bianca at WrestleMania but most importantly Sasha has to win because she she is 0-6 at WrestleMania. Um I don't think she has to she has to turn heel. I don't think she has to. Um but you know, the 0 6 thing, I dig that kind of stuff. I like these curses. I like these little statistics where it's like uh a, a little more I like these the these defeated statistics. I'd be okay with Sasha being like you know, and I never won the big one at WrestleMania, and we all have a good joke about a good chat, a chuckle about it, because the Triple H, oh H has a losing yeah. record at WrestleMania. You know, does it, it? And and it's okay. It's kind. It's kind of part of a joke. It's fine. You know, but honestly, I think I think we can have a babyface versus babyface match here. I really do. Evan Wright left us a super chat. Thank you very much. He Says need more hook. Mean mugging the camera. He rules. We need more hook. Beating the shit out of QT Marshall in training. Did you guys see that? QT Marshall, ha- QT Marshall posted pictures of his lip being split, and he's got a black eye. And he tags Hook, and he says, "Working stiff at uh, in uh, in training." And he tags Hook. I'm like, "Hook beat the shit out of him in training." That's that's really funny. It's really funny to me um, some quick cool beans here, Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker ruled, and I don't care who you are, this was a good match, I, I, I think, I think you have to be a very, very bad faith, a very bad faith human being to be like, uh, uh, no, this match stank it up, no, 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 this was very, very, very strong, it was a very, very good, um, women's match on AEW, that was given time, Thunder Rosa is so fucking good at what she does. Britt Baker is so fucking good at what she does. Britt Baker has grown into the heel character, not only as a heel persona, but as a wrestler. It has been her calling. Can you imagine when AEW started, they wanted her to be the face, the baby face, the face of the the women's division, the smiling um, uh, top babyface woman in the company and it wasn't working out they flipped it around they pivoted it decided to do the heel turn and she has been nothing but gold she her character work has been impeccable and she has improved tremendously in the ring she is such a joy to watch she has been a joy to watch she is one of the great uh AEW success stories Thunder Rosa, I don't know what's going on with NWA. Within Thunder Rosa is ranked. She's probably going, they're probably going to announce her being hired soon. Uh, goddamn. Bringing her in was probably one of the best decisions that these people have done in regards to their women's division. Good, good, good shit. You know, what else is good, good, good shit? The AEW Women's Eliminator that we got, we got the details we wanted, now we, we had heard, and I, and I, I met, you know, I talked about it in the Discord, which you should join, sometimes you get some little insider stuff, I do, I'm i not much of an insider, but you know, I, there are promoters I talk to, there is talent that, you know, I, I've interviewed and so on and so forth, so there, there is stuff that I, that I'm privy to, and Kristen is as well, and we had, mentioned it first on Bell to Bells as well we had brought it out there that uh that we had heard that the Japanese side of the bracket was indeed going to take place on Japanese soil and was going to be shot there we had heard about this before everything was sort of officialized on on Wednesday this week and it's been further officialized She has been sent over to Japan sort of to oversee the production uh, to produce the matches along with uh, with emi sakura as well so exciting exciting stuff like this is really i the probably the most exciting women's thing that aw has done so far this is so good a north a usa side of the bracket and a japanese side on the american side we're getting Britt baker Ty Conchi, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, Anna Jay, Layla Hirsch, Rio, and Serena Deeb. were are all going to be in the tournament on the American side of the bracket. On the Japanese side, we're getting motherfucking Aja Kong. Aja Kong, excuse me. We're getting Aja Kong. We're getting Yuka Sakazaki. Who's making a comeback to AEW, uh, AEW's uh, 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 peepholes. We've got wrestler Venny who will also be there. Venny the first Japanese trans uh, wrestler, which is awesome stuff. We got Emi Sakura is going to be there as well. Uh, Ryo Mizunami, uh, who is a, um, who is a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, an explosive talent, there we go. She's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, Mei Suruga, who I'm not too familiar with. I've seen a couple of things she's 4 foot 10 so it'll give plenty of opportunities for Jim Ross to, to to remind us just how small she is. So that's fantastic. Uh we've also got Rin Kadukura, who I'm definitely not familiar with and the big one, the big reveal, Maki Ito motherfuckers is going to be there. Now, I, I there's a lot of reasons to get excited for Maki Ito. She's a she's a fun Fun presence on the Joshi side of wrestling. Uh, Foul mouth. She's, she's a bit, she's, she's, you know, a combination of asshole and brat. You know, you're not quite sure if she's just being, a, if she does what she does just to be bratty or if she's really an asshole she, and she has great charisma, good worker. I think this is the kind of wrestler that will get, she's the kind of wrestler that will get over with the American crowd for people who aren't aware of who she is fantastic stuff. This is so good. I am going to be talking about um, this tournament on the very first edition of a brand new podcast that will be hosted by Kristen Ashley of bell2bells.com. She'll be launching a brand new podcast uh, this weekend um, called Painless, which is basically a short 30-minute conversation about wrestling. And we specifically here are going to be talking about uh the uh the aew uh world uh the aew world women's world championship eliminator tournament it just rolls off the tongue but yeah we're gonna be doing that this weekend so keep your eyes peeled for that subscribe to the bell to bells youtube channel if you don't want to miss that it's gonna be good i'm excited i'm excited to, to to talk about it it's a good topic to kick this one off it'll be good stuff but uh here are the things that we don't know yet we don't know when the tournament is starting or where it's being aired and i'm just prefacing this guys i'm just telling you if the tournament doesn't uh end up on dynamite it's uh it's fucked this uh, is an opportunity for this is an opportunity for uh aw uh, to for their women to shine do it don't be like we're giving them their own show that's bullshit if if you want to believe in it, if you want to believe in that this is something strong that you're doing, poof. Main shows Wednesday night. Just a preface. Just so that you know that I'm consistent in my complaining. <laughs> Jason PS3, welcome to the chat. Good to see you. And I think this is the main event. Look, I was excited just to talk about the fact that John Moxley showed up on New Japan Strong on Friday, last Friday. I was just, I was, I was just, I was excited just to talk about that. Just to come here, sit behind my microphone, go like this and be like, fellas, ladies, John Moxley showed up on New Japan and now he's ready to kick the shit out of Kenta. I was, I'm just thinking about that and I had the goosebumps. Then Wednesday night happens. Main event: Moxley, Pac, Ray Phoenix versus Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. Jesus, it was good. Uh, right, a good, strong, solid main event that I could talk about more. But I don't. I have to focus on this now. A lot of talking points that I had to pick and choose what I want what I could talk about tonight and uh, yeah here we are <sighs> and by the way Evan Wright had called it on the on the slate on uh Wednesday he said nah I nah, he's showing up you have Kenta, who shows up on AEW television, knocks out John Moxley. Now, if you want to focus on the fact that the that Kenta's go to sleep was a little janky, was you know, and John didn't sell it well, or be my guest. Go ahead. Go ahead. But the implications of what happened go way above and beyond a knee to the face in this situation here. And it, it can't even, it can't even dampen my excitement. Because Kenta shows up. And Kenny Omega's like, holy shit, look at this. Everyone gets excited. I'm excited. We have a little segment backstage after that goes on to the social media stuff. And they're doing a match next week. They're doing Kenny Omega like Evan Wright tweeted as super chatted earlier this evening. Kenny Omega and Kenta versus Jon Moxley and Lance Archer in a lights out anything goes match next week. Jesus Christ. Just when you think AEW might be ready to just slow things down. No. This is so badass and it is so good. So good for wrestling in general like above and beyond here like Nick Wolf early on left us a very generous super chat thank you very much Nick I hope you're still with us to hear this not the recording is there for posterity Nick says the door is open as in the forbidden door Tanahashi versus Griff Garrison in a hair versus hair match Yano versus Orange Cassidy Lord Taichi versus anyone Zack Sabre Jr murders NJF hose me down this is where we're at indeed nick we are at a moment again in time where we're seeing crossover opportunities uh, moments to create new and exciting matches that we didn't see create the unpredictable element that makes pro wrestling really really fun to watch it's just that simple and you can be a sourpuss about it you can definitely be a sourpuss about it and be like well you know it's all these smaller guys banding together because they're afraid they can't make it and if you have that attitude uh, okay like I can't tell you how to feel I'm definitely not going to tell you that you're wrong because it's you're a opinion just like everything i do here is opinion right you don't even have to agree with me and that's chill but if if you sincerely believe that a status quo in the business is really the best way to move forward and to get the fan base reinvigorated i'm sorry Ooh, yeah. i can't agree with you i absolutely cannot and i will even go as far as to say that i disagree and anyone who anyone who tries to get into the business and that analytics of this way too quickly is a oh obviously AEW can't cut this together because they're losing money. You've obviously lost the spark of what it means to be a fan. You really have. Last night, AEW and New Japan, and and with the women too, with Gato Move and Choco Pro. you know, with the Emmys, Emmys promotions in Japan. A whole bunch of wrestling promotions came together and made my Twitter timeline light up in joy. Because there was a feeling of unpredictability. There was a feeling of uh, of endless possibilities that we weren't just staring down one corridor And there was one way to go, we're breaking the mold, people coming together to work together, to make things happen, to make things special for everyone. There is nothing but good out of this for fans. Do you think New Japan is going to retain the fans from AEW once the AEW fans? It doesn't matter! Do you know why it doesn't matter? you're not involved in the business you're a fan just enjoy the ride if you're a talent i think you should be excited for this prospect because it will give you more opportunities to get on television more opportunities to wrestle other people to go and discover other styles send the AEW dark boys and girls well boys for new japan but you know what i mean Send them over to New Japan on a reverse excursion. Let's do it. And yes. Yes, then you get. Then you get all the dream matches. We can finally get Minoru Suzuki versus Orange Cassidy. Boys and girls. Before COVID tore that from us. Got Evan Wright here doing some. Some fantasy booking in Super Chats. Thank you very much, Evan. He's got one here. He says, I need Colt. Colt Cabana trying to recruit Toru Yano to Dark Order. Right? Because Colt and Yano are the mega powers of comedy wrestling. They're a tag team. They're friends from Japan. And then another one from Evan Wright. Another. Thank you again for the Super chat, Evan. I appreciate them all tonight. He says, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson. Silver, Reynolds, Angels versus L I J, of course. Dave Pazewski, good to see you. Welcome to the chat, good guy, Dave. Just it, goddamn it, enjoy it. Why are we worrying about business? Why was a and and I've told and I'll tell you again the monopoly that WWE has. Had over wrestling over the past two decades plus at this point has poisoned our minds into thinking that there is only one way to do wrestling, there's only one way to approach the business, and I think that is incredibly faulty. Why couldn't there be other approaches? Why couldn't we see? Talent exchange and synergies, again, apologies. But still, talent exchanges, uh, 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 agreements between promotions have existed for years and years and years in the 70s, 80s, 90s until WWE became the only game in town And was like, we don't need anyone else. We'll do it all ourselves. And bless their hearts. They did it all by themselves. Good for them. That doesn't mean that it's a model that everyone needs to emulate. For a very special project coming up very, very soon. I watched the first Nitro with Kristen. And the first match on the first Nitro was Brian Pillman... Against Jushin Thunder Liger. Because WCW had a uh, working arrangement with New Japan. The very first match. On the very first Nitro. Had a guy from New Japan Pro Wrestling. A guy. The, the guy. <laughs> a legend. Why? Why do we think this is such a sign of weakness? Or... That we're doing it wrong or that we're muddling the waters and that it will hurt the business is it because we think that everyone is going to be a Vince McMahon in the 80s and is going to strike up these these arrangements with uh with other territories and then only to gobble them up or you know work with indie promotions and buy them out uh, so that they lose all of their uh, all of their uh their feeling? This is healthy. You as a wrestling fan deserve choice. You deserve uh, you deserve as many places to watch wrestling as possible. You deserve diversity in what you like. There is no longer just one monolithic way of seeing things and approaching things. We can try different things. This is so good for the business. This is so, so good. I'm excited. I'm excited and I hope you guys are excited too. There we have it, folks. Uh, Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Jermaine Bresley left us a super chat. Thank you very much, Jermaine. Another super chat. Very, very kind of you tonight, Jermaine. Thank you very much. Says, please, WWE, for the love of God, Can you have these women on your roster? you have these women on your roster? Could you please give us Asuka versus Io versus Mako Sadamora at WrestleMania? Oh. Hmm. You just created a need for me. That would rock. That would absolutely rule. Thank you for that, Jermaine. Would be awesome. And that's how we're going to wrap up the weekly wrestling inspection for today. (laughs) Ah. Um, I'm going to wrap things up here, folks. This was a hard, a hard week to put the show together. There's some weeks where I feel like I scramble for things to talk about. This week, there was just too much. But just before we go, and I won't go as in depth as I wanted to, because you know I was joking earlier on Twitter and in the Discord that I'd be there's enough material to do a four hour show, and I don't want to do a four hour show (laughs) because you guys would all be sick of me. But WWE did have its earnings calls, its earnings call today, and without going into tremendous detail, I do want to I do want to point out and you've probably heard the news by now, but just in case. WWE reports its annual net income, and its highest annual net income and highest annual revenue of all time in 2020. In a pandemic year, WWE not only was profitable, but it made the most money of its history. That, I have to tip my hat off to them for their for managing through this amazing shit their income for 2020 the revenue excuse me not their income their revenue for 2020 is just under a billion dollars for one year 997 million dollars is what they made in 2020 a year where they released a bunch of wrestlers in the middle of the pandemic because they had to cut costs and whatever whatever reasons they wanted. Whatever they wanted to give us. Uh, good for them. Of course, this money comes from licensing deals, selling the content, selling the content, no live shows, uh, they're you know it's all licensing deals. So of course you get these results and you're like fuck the WWE network. We don't want to operate a distribution service anymore. We we're just going to pump out the content. And Stephanie McMahon on the on the call today in prettier words essentially said that. We're not we're going to focus on doing content because that's where we're making the money. The network is not growing, it's not making as much money as we want, we're making much more money with the, just creating content for other distributors, let's go with that, let's go all in on licensing. And that's fantastic, good for them. They're making money, but they're also making so much fucking money. Like, this is obscene levels of money. And, I had apologists trying to convince me in April when they released Drake Maverick and um, and uh, Mike Kanellis and uh, Heath Slater, Sarah Logan, all that group, all that bunch, Kurt Angle, everyone was released at once there. I had people back then saying, well, they have to cut expenses they want to make money. They want to make sure that they can make it through the pandemic. Kiwi Rob, good to see you. Welcome to the chat. They um they made all they made almost a billion dollars in a year. I can promise you that the salaries of a dozen pro wrestlers didn't make a difference, didn't make a substantial difference in them making close to a billion dollars this year. They released people out of a job into a pandemic. There you go. That's exactly what they did. And then cherry on top, they come out, flex, they they flex their great year, they have the call. We made 997 billion million dollars this year. We're uh, cutting back on expenses. We're ultra, not just profitable, they're ultra profitable. They, their margins are ridiculous, guys. Their production costs have been slashed. It's it's absurd. And they release today. Steve Cutler one of the forgotten sons released them today Cutler went to Twitter and said that he it was a surprise it was a shock there's reports floating around or I'm gonna wait till this settles before I actually start feeding into the reports that have been going around but it was a surprise to him he didn't ask for his release he was released the day the company he worked for announced a an all time record for its income for its revenue. That is the most callous shit I have seen in a fucking long time. And no, it's not the fact that it's just one guy. It's not the. It's not the fact that he he couldn't get over. It's none of that. It's the act. It, this is how they do it. They have no perception they have they have they're so completely engrossed in, in 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 their results and how much money they're making that they don't realize how callous this action comes across as and i just saw in the chat yes if aew was doing the exact same thing i would be shitting all over it and i'll tell you why and i've told you guys this before you do not cape for companies you do not stick up for multi-million dollar corporations because they will never stick up for you i don't give a shit if it's wwe i don't give a shit if it's aew or new japan they do shitty decisions and i will call them out i will call it out on the same level if you're making a billion dollars a year and you're firing people on the same day that you're making these big-ass announcements, you are a shit company. This is the equivalent of, of uh, 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 this is the equivalent, and, and, and again, I've had people say, Activision does it. There are other companies that do it all the time, and that doesn't make it right. It's egregious any way you look at it. And they're not giving this money back. They're hoarding it. When is the last time you've heard of a community initiative by WWE? And I'm not talking about these well-placed partnerships with these uh, with these big uh, charities that they do. God bless the the work that they do with Make a Wish and Susan B. Coman. That's fine, but that's not WWE giving back. That's not WWE dragging their money into their 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 opening the purse strings and giving money back. That's WWE donating time in a marketing effort that involves a charity. And it's different. I just, I get so pissed off when I see these, these outrageously rich corporations pulling off petty, imbecilic uh heartless shit like this and then people have the nerve to come tell me you're always a, you wouldn't do this if it was a you're goddamn fucking right I will do it and if you don't think that I'm an equal opportunity hater when it comes to corporations in wrestling you must be new to my show It's not even a WWE versus anyone else thing. This is a, it's a soulless billion dollar company that is doing soulless billion dollar company shit. Just as simple as that. You can try to make it a tribal thing. I don't give a fuck. Seriously, it's the kind of thing that really pisses me off. Most of, most of the time, when I get the, oh, you're an AEW shill, oh, you're a WWE shill, I laugh it off. But it's like, at some point, it's as if we, we lose the potential, the capacity to empathize with people who are losing their jobs, people that are getting fired, while you have four or five people who are enriching themselves beyond imagination in an era, in a time, in a year where millions upon millions of people lost their jobs, lost their homes, are unable to fend for themselves, are begging the fucking government to bail them out and help them out. Well, in the meantime, you have hedge fund uh, uh, managers who are begging the government for help because they were, they were caught uh, because they're, they're, they're gaming was caught out on the start market. They were exposed. Now they're like, oh, we're going to go to Wonder. We need money. Whereas you have fucking families out in the street who are losing, have lost everything or close to it, who are struggling. Yeah, Vince McMahon laughing his way all the fucking way to the bank. A billion dollar company releases people on the same day that he announces that. It's bullshit, people. Only Venus was here. Right, Kristen? (laughs) Where's Venus? He he could save us all. I'm going to... I swear, guys, I am going to continue trying to order food and try to bring Venus back into our lives. Restore the balance. (laughs) One burger at a time. Hey! you want to come chill out now we're gonna head on over to patreon.com slash mr warren hates for the post show and we're gonna be having more we're gonna have you have fun we're gonna talk about some dream matches that we that might happen in this uh, aew new japan crossover that'll be fun it'll be a lot of fun i'll put a smile on my face uh, but thank you all so very much for joining me tonight. Thank you everyone for the super chats. Thank you for taking part in the live chat. If you want to continue this discussion, head on over to the Discord disc, uh, the Mr. Warren Hayes Discord. The link is in the description. We we're a good bunch. Lots of great people there, and I'm sure you'll find uh, you'll find your 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 spot there as well. So please come on over, join us, uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, love you all uh, so very much. Thank you everyone for joining me this evening, for listening. I'll see you next time.